1: excited about this topic i looked to see what the topic was for this particular day and age ain't nothing but a number i love that so much Uh, for those of you that don't know me i am kate volman i'm the ceo of floyd consulting Uh, my team and i we work with organizations to help them build dynamic cultures so people love coming to work and accomplishing great things together we also uh certified dream managers Yep, we certify dream managers that are essentially life coaches that go back into organizations and they help their team members discover their dreams and help them achieve those dreams during this 12-month week, uh, twelve month, uh, month process. And it is so incredible because I think about, talk about age and it's nothing but a number. We work with people all different ages. I mean, I'm, we're working with people that are, New you have to work. say
0: ain't nothing, Kate. Ain't I, I saw you just make that all proper. I'm not gonna make that proper. You have to say ain't
1: <laughs> age ain't nothing but a number. There we go. It's the writer. It's to- the writer in me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, that sounds weird. Okay, age ain't nothing but yeah. a number. And And it's so much fun to watch. We have, uh, we're working with people that are 18 years old all the way up to like 65 and 70 and they still are making their dreams come true which is so incredible. Um, Dora Maria, I don't know if you are around or if Mary Lynn can change that link above. I love uh, sharing my journaling prompts. I have 77 journaling prompts to inspire action and would love for you to take advantage of those prompts because i believe that so much of the things that we do you know we have the morning five planner of obviously from glenn and we get to share what we need to do every day we share the gratitude list every day and writing there's just something really powerful about writing and when we write every single day or even if you don't write every day if you just journal here and there you're gonna discover pieces of you that you really never uncovered before. And so those prompts are a great way to kind of get started because I know not everybody can sit down and just start writing. But this topic, I was so excited about this topic. Age ain't nothing but a number because I'm like clapping. I'm getting so excited uh, because I was looking up some people in the world that have done incredible things in all different phases of their life. And so Stan Lee, he actually created his first comic book, The Fantastic Four, just shy of his 39th birthday in 1961. A Nobel and a a Pulitzer Prize winning author, Toni Morrison, she wrote her first novel, The Bluest Eye, when she was 40 years old, while she was working at Random House as an editor. And she won her Pulitzer Prize when she was 56 years old and she won her Nobel Prize in Literature at 62. Vera Wang, I don't know how many of you are into fashion, but Vera Wang was actually a figure skater and journalist before she entered the fashion industry at guess what age? She was 40. She was 40 years old. And I think that when we're thinking about high fashion, we think, young and vibrant and and, uh, and and people in their 20s, and, and she was 40 when she entered the industry, having never been in that industry before. Sam Walton, he had a, a pretty successful, a fairly successful retail management career in his 20s and 30s, but it wasn't until he was 44 that he founded the first Walmart in Rogers, Arkansas in 1962. Rodney Dangerfield, you remember the comedian Rodney Dangerfield? Of course you do because he is iconic and he is remembered as a legendary comedian, but he didn't catch his first break until he made his appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show when he was 46. He was 46 years old. And Betty White, oh, Betty White, rest in peace. She is so incredible. We all love and adore her and she was one of the most uh, award-winning comedic actresses in history, but she actually didn't become this icon until she joined the cast of the Mary Tyler Moore Show in 1973 when she was 51 years old. Um, Colonel Sanders, Harlan Sanders, but better known as Colonel Sanders, he was 62 years old when he franchised Kentucky Fried Chicken back in 1952. And Ariana Huffington, who I just love, she is an incredible woman, and she founded her, her, um, her publication, The Huffington Post, when she was 55 years old. And she was working as a political commentator and a writer in her early career, and the success of the digital media publication made her this household name, and HuffPost actually sold to AOL for $315,000,000. And that was when she was 55 years old that she started it. So we talk about this idea of we're never too young, we're never too old. It doesn't matter where you are in your phase of life, there is always an opportunity. And one thing that I really love about hearing stories like this, when you look at someone, let's just take Ariana Huffington, She was working as a political commentator. She was writing in her early career. All of the things that you do in your life, everything that you've done in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, whatever that is, you take all of those skills with you to your next adventure. You are putting yourself in situations and learning and growing every single time you step out in faith And you pursue the things that you're interested in pursuing. I know many of you here on this stage, some of you have businesses, some of you work somewhere else, some of you have side hustles. Wherever you are, the exciting piece is that all of the stuff that you're learning through your side hustle and your business, all the skills that you're obtaining, you're going to take with you. And that next adventure, that next business, that next idea that you have could be the thing that catapults you to where you wanna go. And that's what I find so fascinating. In In my background, I worked at a chamber of commerce for many years and I'm so grateful for that because at the chamber, I was able to do so many different things. I started in sales and I did not like it, but I was quickly promoted to a director of programs and I put together workshops and programs and seminars, all to support our members, all to support small businesses and entrepreneurs. I learned about networking and advocacy and leadership I learned about so many things that helped me throughout my entire career. And it's, I talk a lot about creativity on my podcast, create for no reason. And so much of this show is exploring your creativity because each one of you has a creative pursuit. You have these ideas, these passions in your life that you're excited to explore, whether you want to do videos, you want to start a blog, you want to start a podcast, you want to have a YouTube channel whatever those things are, those you are excited about for a reason. And you don't need to figure out the answer. You don't need to figure out exactly what you're gonna do with all of these pieces, because the one thing that we have to do is just start. We just get started. And oftentimes we can talk ourselves out of getting started, especially when the age thing comes up. Oh, I'm it's I'm too old, I'm too inexperienced, I don't have what I need to succeed. Who am I to start this YouTube channel? Who am I to start a podcast? There's millions of podcasts. Why why should I start one more? But those are all just excuses. Those are all just excuses that we make for not pursuing the dreams that we have in our heart that we know are there for a reason. And you know they're there for a reason because they were there five years ago. They might've been there 10 years ago and they're gonna still be there five years from now. They might get a little bit softer, but they're still there. And when you hit your head at night, if there's that one dream that you keep talking about, that you keep saying that you're interested in pursuing, but you still haven't. My question for you is why? Why have you not taken that one step? We come into this room every single day, and we get all of this motivation. But are you taking the steps needed to take in order for you to pursue that dream that you're so excited about? There's this book that I really love. It's uh, Matthew Kelly wrote this book. He's written so many books. He is he is my favorite author, and he wrote this book called Life Is Messy. And there's this one section called Mourning the Life That Could Have Been, and it's on page ninety seven. and And he writes, in order to embrace the unexpected life, we need to mourn the life that could have been. Perhaps a dream didn't come true. Perhaps someone you loved died. Perhaps you were in an accident, deceived and manipulated by someone you trusted, or got your heart broken. Whatever the cause, the life you hoped and expected to live is gone now. And all that is left is the unexpected life. Grieving is just one part of the healing process. The five stages of grieving are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. It's a very neat and tidy process, isn't it? The reality of course is that life is messy and we are intimately aware aware of that when we are grieving. The process of breathing the life that could have been doesn't end. It diminishes over time and requires less emotional and psychological energy, but the smallest reminder of what you have lost can put you right back there again. And I absolutely loved that section in the book because it's important for us to remember that maybe you had this life that you thought by now your life would look a certain way. And the more that we hold on to that life that we thought would look a certain way, maybe we thought we would be married and kids and have this different career. And that just isn't what happened because life happens. Doesn't it? Life happens. And we don't always end up in the place where we thought we would be. And so we have two choices. We can either continue to look back and think, what if, if only I should have, I could have, or we can mourn that life and say, this was the life that I thought I was going to have. I'm going to mourn that life and move on because when we move on, we are future focused, we are focused on the future and that's one of the most powerful things about our dreams is that when we have a dream in our heart, when we have this dream, what a dream does, it is allows us to look towards the future. It allows us to be exactly where we are today to say, this is my life. This is the goodness in my life. This is what I'm grateful for. This is what I have. This is all of the things that I'm so grateful to have experienced. And this is the person that I am today. And then those dreams, you look at the dreams of the person that you want to become, the things that you want to have, the places you want to go, the people that you want to meet, the things that you want to experience, the places you want to live, who you want to spend your time with, all of those things. We get to to have those dreams and look towards the future. Because when we look towards the future, the future is bigger than our past. When we believe that the future is bigger than our past, only then will we push forward and have the strength and the bravery to mourn the life that could have been and instead create a new and different life, create the life that will be. Because only then will we focus on doing the things that we need to do every day instead of having those conversations of would've, should've, could've. We can get so stuck in the past if we're not focused on the future. And no matter if you're 25, 45, 35, 55, if you have a dream, which you do, because we all have dreams, if you have those dreams in your heart, that's all that you need to push forward. And I think about This idea of having those dreams and how powerful they have to be in order for us to push forward and I think about some of the the people that I mentioned that have made that have done so many incredible things in the world and I I. I somehow I thought of uh, of Amy Schumer remember the comedian Amy Schumer she is she all of a sudden, at some point a couple years ago she kind of blew up and came out of nowhere and everybody started recognizing her. She was in every movie and she was on all the cover of the magazines. And it was kind of like, where did this comedian come from? But she was laughing because she's like, what are you talking about? I've been doing this for like 15 years, 20 years, whatever it was. She started getting up on stage. And you hear about these overnight successes, but we know it's these 10 year overnight success, these 10 year overnight success, because it's all of the hard work that they put over the years to get them to where they are now, to get have to gain the skills that they needed to get, to get in order to be in the spotlight, in order to be where they are today. And so I love hearing stories like that because especially when people just seem like they came out of nowhere and then we get to know their background and it's things that they've been doing for years and years and years, they've perfected their craft. And so I wanted to share these five steps to becoming a 10 year overnight success. I'm going to go through them real quick. So we leave some time because I would love to be able to hear from some of you. So here are, here are five ways to become an overnight, a 10 year overnight success, no matter where you are in your process, because no matter where you are in your life, you have so many skills that you can take with you to your next adventure that you might not even be thinking, are skills you might not be thinking that your superpowers, because that is one thing about superpowers, is that it's oftentimes hard for us to recognize our own superpowers, because we there are superpowers for a reason They we they just become they, they are natural to us. So we sometimes don't recognize those things. So number one, believe in your dreams, belief, belief is the first step in anything we have to believe. Right. So you take that dream. This is why I talk about it. the future is bigger than your past. We have to believe that the future is bigger than our past. Otherwise it's too easy to look backwards. So believe wholeheartedly in your dreams. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. It doesn't matter if anyone's trying to talk you out of it. It doesn't matter if people are telling you you're too old, too young, too too unskilled, whatever it is. You need to believe in those dreams. Number two, find a mentor. Find someone who is doing what you want to do. And it is easier than ever before to reach out to people. You can leverage social media. You can reach out to friends. There is always somebody there that can help you. Even when we don't feel like it, people want to help. Most people, when they've reached a certain level of success, they love sharing that with other people. They love sharing how what they were doing in the trenches. They love sharing those experiences that they've had. Like when Mark Cuban talks about how he was living in a horribly disgusting apartment with like five guys and the towels in the corner were all disgusting and hard because they were just sitting there forever. Those are things that he had to go through in order to become the person that he is today. Number three, show up and do the work. Show up and do the work. When you feel like it, when you don't feel like it, especially when you don't feel like it. Every single day, it is our job to get up and do the work. At the end of the day, what I've recognized so much in the coaching industry is that most people know exactly what they need to do. It's just they don't want to do it. It's just, it's a hard reality to face, right? Because it's so much more fun to go on YouTube and search for things and, and jump into clubhouse rooms and try to quote unquote, find the answers. But most of the time we know what we need to do. We just have to show up and do the work. Number three, embrace failure, embrace failure. We need to get comfortable in failing. We need to enjoy failing because it's actually not failing unless you give up. Every single time you try something and fail, you take the lessons learned and you move forward. That's it. You don't allow yourself to harp on it too much. Give yourself that five minute of pity, give yourself a little five minute pity party, and then get up and get moving. Number five, enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Have fun with the process. Life is process. Trans- life is transition, right? Like we're in a constant state of transition. We get one goal, we want another. We get the big house. Now we want this different car. We get the business going to five to one to one million. Well, now we want five million. and now we want 10 million. Life is transition. We're always in process. We've always we're always moving. We're always growing i've asked so many of my older mentors i asked them advice what advice would you give to your younger self and almost all of them one of the pieces of advice they would share with the younger self have more fun i would have had more fun i would have enjoyed the journey i would have appreciated exactly where i was at that time i always think it's funny when you hear uh people that have has had a a tech startup and it got really, really big, and now they are much more successful than they were when they started in their little garage. But they always talk about the days that they started in the garage with their small team and their small group of people and, you know, eating pizza at 12 o'clock at night and finishing their programming and making things happen. And there was so much joy in that. Now, at the time, what did they want? All they wanted was to become a million dollar tech company and potentially sell it for millions of dollars but there's something about that when you're starting. And so are you at a place right now where you're so focused on getting to this next level that you're not even enjoying exactly where you are while you're becoming this new person? So believe in your dreams, find a coach and mentor, show up and do the work, embrace failure, enjoy the process. And when we do that in our life over and over consistently, That is when all of a sudden something pops, something happens and we've gotten to where exactly we thought we were going to be. And we look back and think, oh my gosh, I deserve this, I've put in all of this work and you are where you wanna be. And then, like I said, what happens next? Then you move forward, you move on to this new, this new different future. So I would love to, to open up the floor to hear some conversations. We only have five minutes left, but I would love to hear uh, what, if this resonated with any of you, which of these five steps resonated with you most or anything that we've been talking about today. would love for to hear of a couple, from a couple of you. We would love to hear from as many people as possible. So if you could keep it to like 30 seconds or so, that would be amazing. And I would love to open the floor. Whoever wants to un un-mic.
2: Hey, Kate. It's Tangie. Um, hey, how Tangie. Are you? Hi. So great to be here this morning. You know, Kate, this is something I've always said, that God is not defined by time, but we are. And so this age thing is nothing but a number. I absolutely love this. Um, one of the things that I did, and you talked about Vera Wayne, how um, she started her career at 40, and now she's such an elegant, fabulous um, designer. And I think about, uh, Barack Obama and all of that, you know, those are later in life, and and how they just sputtered in their careers. But one of the things I'll say, because I'm into fitness and nutrition and wellness and all of that, but we all have a fitness age, and I recently when I took mine. I was at twenty-five years old. So you have to put on this mask and you run on the treadmill and they do all of these things to check your heart and all of these things too as well. And so we all have that. And so we have to remember that um in order to carry out what we're to do even later in life, taking care of our bodies and the wellness component is so important. My name is Dr. Tanji. I'm done speaking. I'm loving this topic. Kate, you're always amazing at what how you deliver and what you deliver. Thank you so much for letting me share.
1: Ah, oh, thank you, Doctor Tanji. Oh, and I love that. Look at you, twenty-five years old. I I know those tests. I would love to go take one. That would be so. They're fun. at it Lifetime,
2: um, Kate. That's one of the places you can take it. I don't know if you have one close by you.
1: Oh, thank you. Oh, cool. I'm gonna look it up. That would be so fun. Um. All right. Awesome. Who else would love to share?
3: A hey, K T M. Really, T M. Really encouraging segment this morning, right? I love how you started off. Um, with, with with the greats, right? The people we know and, you know, when they actually became, you know, successful. And so, you know, I, when, as you were talking, I, I immediately Steve Harvey came to me, right? Knowing that Steve Harvey, you know, became a millionaire earlier in his life, lost it all, right? And, and became a millionaire all over again, like two, three times in his late 50s, right? almost 60 years old and so i think this was a, an extremely encouraging um you know conversation for all of us right uh, age is nothing but a number like stay focused never give up um, life gets better you know but i encourage us you know get to know young people young people help you to remain young right um i think as many of us um get older we we, we start to look uh, past youth, young people, we just kind of write them off. Millennials are are leading the world, right? And I think for me, we have a huge opportunity in partnering with millennials um, because there's a lot to be learned. There's a lot for them to learn from us, but there's a lot for us to learn from them. Great segment this morning, Kate. T.M.
1: Oh, T.M., thank you so much. And yes, I totally agree. I actually had this guy on my podcast this week. It actually came out yesterday. If you guys want to listen to a really fun if you want to listen to a fun conversation as long as you're cool with hearing laughter because we laughed so much in this in this on this podcast, but he's a millennial and he has almost 1 million followers on TikTok. And it was so much fun to just hear his perspective on work and on creativity and on how he's really approaching video and content creation. So if you're, if you're into, if you want to kind of grow on TikTok and you're interested in hearing from, uh, from someone in that, in that world, uh, I would definitely encourage you to check out that podcast because, um, the podcast is called create for no reason. You can find it anywhere. You listen to podcasts, but that's such a good point TM. I'm really wanting to interview a lot more of these younger people, because I'm fascinated by the way that they work and we can learn so much from them. And uh, yeah, but that was a really fun episode. I texted him and I said, oh my gosh, just so you know, when I was editing the show, I was laughing while I was editing the episode because it we, we laughed like the whole time, uh, which was really, really fun. But I am so grateful for all of you. I am so looking forward to seeing all of the incredible things that you do in your world, no matter what age you are. If there is anything that I can do to help you, to support you, please let me know. I love hearing from you. Message me over on Instagram. You can connect with me. I know some of you uh, have signed up for my newsletter. You can go to massiveoptimism.club, or you can just go onto my, uh, onto Instagram and the link in my bio, you can find the best way to reach out to me. But I always love hearing from you. If there's anything in my segment that resonated, please let me know. I love being part of Breakfast with Champions. I love all of you. Thank you so much. Have an incredible
2: day. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you wanna catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday, Saturday, six to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.